Hey, listen to Command and Cookout Podcast, episode 254. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to embark on an epic adventure into the Forgotten Realms. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to get to two of my favorite things in Magic, which is this set and core sets. But before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business, DaddysFusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all your gaming needs. Oh, very much so. And we're getting forgotten. We're getting our forgotten realms on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we mentioned it on the pre-show yesterday. If you haven't checked out the hints, it's not too late. Yeah, it probably is too late, but it's yeah. not too late to guess to win some Forgotten Realms packs. Of course, courtesy of FusionGamingOnline.com. And of course, by guess, Ryan means contribute. Because there was no, uh, yeah, there's yeah. no guessing game. We we're yeah, contributing. That's right. We wanna... That's right. That's right. Yeah. Booster packs. Booster packs. You can win them. You can. They came from Fusion. Yeah. Courtesy of CCO Fusion 5, promo code 5% off your entire order. If you crack your boosties and you don't get your stuff, you can head on over. They always got lots of singles in stock for the new pack or for the new sets. Mm-hmm. We got all the all the showcase frames and all the rule book looking things. We're <laughs> going to talk about those on the on the upcoming. Yeah, next week we're going to talk about some treatments and some yeah, yeah. regular cards and sets and mechanics. Today we're going to focus on some of the flavor and the legendary creatures. And ooh, speaking of fusion gaming, I am actually going to arbitrarily build. Oh, one of the commanders. We'll get to that in a little bit. And I got some cards on the way from Fusion. Oh, I for are the deck. I already know. I already know what you're gonna say. Get this. What is it? I ordered. It was like four cards, just jank uncommons that I just didn't happen to own. Yeah. They shipped that evening and arrived the next afternoon. That's the fastest mail I've ever gotten in my life. That's fast. That's fast as hell. That is fast. Also, did you know that Oriok champions are $40? Yes. Yes, because modern. I think they got protection from red, right? And black. Yes. Yeah, they're real good. But flipping hell, they should reprint that. Was it in foil that you ordered? Oh, no. Not just for regular ones. (laughs) I didn't even order one. I was like... Nah. To hell with that. No, I don't want you know I'll what I play Core Firewalker. You, you know what I got instead? <laughs> no. Soul Warden. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Circle of Protection Red. You know what that cost me? A dollar. Fourteen cents. Minus five percent. Minus five percent. <laughs> Thirteen cents. Save myself one cent. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yes, very excellent. Yeah, fusion's fast. And it's even fast for us. Like if you're in Western Canada, which I know a ton of CCO Nation is, Saskatoon, Regina, Calgary, Edmonton, BC area. They are super fast because they are in Western Canada. And that was one of the reasons that we wanted to work with them is because we knew that uh, they could provide that uh, not only to us if we're ordering like booster packs or going to do like opening videos or whatever, but uh, also for the nation. Yeah. So pretty cool. But uh, we, we got to take care of some business. Business? We, we got we to do some business and then we got to jump into it because we got 38 legendary creature cross. Oh my God. AFR and AFC. That's Forgotten Realms Commander. That's Adventure Forgotten Commander. Yes. It's <laughs> the dumbest naming convention, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, very excellent. Come on. We are taking a break from the arc of the art of deck building. We're going to get back to that after we're finished our campaign in the Forgotten Realms. Oh, I love that. Yeah, campaign so in the Forgotten Realms. This is... 
We were talking on the pre-show yesterday. You called it a mini arc. I think it's going to be four or five episodes long, like a full arc, because this is the summer kind of adventure set, and you're excited. We yeah. want to give it room to breathe, and we want to make sure that it's unique and different than other set reviews or other just regular reviews. I just want to talk for a show about how much I like those showcase arts that look like little modules. Yeah, well, I love we're gonna those. we're gonna we'll to we're gonna definitely talk about that next week. After that. I think we'll go back to the art of deck building, but because we had so many decks come in across the Discord and email and stuff that were just like, hey, help me fix my deck up. Maybe we'll kind of twist that into like a deck tune-up arc or something. What do you think? Who knows? This is live planning right on the show. We could do that. We could yeah. do both. We yeah, could do anything we, can... we want. It's yeah. our show. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so Legendary Creech today. We've got some other legends that we got to thank, though. Oh, that's a segue. Yeah, King of the segue. Is. There like it that. is. Where do you want to start? Stinky Onion Pack for guessing or, or contributing raisins in cake and tarts? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Let's do that uh, one. I was going to say, or the patron, thank you. I like that one. I'm, I'm excited to hear what people... I actually read all the comments about people and the raisins and things. I'm surprised how few people like raisins and things. Yeah, and I raisins was surprised... delicious. I was surprised to see comments like, what the fuck is a butter tart? I'm yeah. like... Really? Maybe what? we only have those here. Are those like a Ukrainian or a Polish thing? I don't know. Maybe they're like called a different thing. Other oh, places. You think? Yeah. Like, it's a it's like a little cup of pastry. Yeah, it's and like then a, it's got it like looks a, like a little mini pie about yay big if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be tell be, them. You're fucking watching anyway, just subscribe. Yeah, thirty six percent of our viewers aren't even subscribed. Just do it. Why? I wonder why. Just I, do it. Yeah. If you're doing it, if you're watching it, just click that button and it. you're good. You're good in our books. Clicking buttons is fun. Yes. Especially if it's the butter tart button. Okay, so it's yay yeah, big. Yeah. It looks like a little mini pie. It even yeah. comes in like little tin crust. Yeah. Like, like a pie would. Yeah. And it's got like this, like... It's like a golden of, brownie filling. Yeah, it's made with like brown sugar and like oh, molasses yeah. and, and you cook it. So it like caramelizes kind of. Oh, yeah. And some people put like raisins. Pe- raisins. Some people put pecans or pecans. You get those people out of here. Yeah, I'm not a big pecan yeah, they can, fan. They I can like pound raisins. sand those people. Raisins though? Yeah. And when the filling is still soft, it's not all like crystallized sugary. Mm-hmm. It's soft and gooey and you bite it oh, and it's just so fucking they're so good. Oh yeah. And if yeah, and if that sounds good, we can probably send you a recipe. I got my grandma's recipe at the house. So if you're curious and you want to make them yourself, we can hook you up. CCO yes. Brando, CCO Podcast on Twitter. We'll we'll get Ooh. you the butter tart recipe. Nice, nice. Yeah, we'll we'll post it and we'll maybe post a picture of like the ideal butter tart or something. Hey? Oh yeah, yeah. After okay. last week's show, actually, I went out and I bought a bag of those baking raisins, the golden ones. Oh and, yeah, and those I, are the ones. They're all so soft. Hey? I ate them. Yeah, the whole bag. <laughs> the whole bag. Then yeah, and then I had to fucking shit for a week. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. we had so- a bunch of guesses or a bunch of contribution contributions. Raisins. In Cake and Tarts, the winner. Patron supporter. Ooh. The patrons are big on YouTube. We know that they're subscribed. Yeah. This is Guy Pizzanelli. This is Guy Pizza. Oh, he's the guy that made our stickers. Yes, he made the stickers too. Oh, wow. Yes. So, Guy, uh, I th- we, we have your address, but get at us, commandercookout at gmail.com, and tell us that you want to pack, and we'll rip one out of the old stinky tart bag. And you can... Pack your crack with it. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Moving on. 
on. We've, we've got some patrons to thank. Uh-oh. And we've got a few this week. And and it seems like over the last few weeks, we've been thanking a lot of patrons, which is great. Keep the pledges and the support coming. We had a we had a pretty bad June with lots of drops. So it's oh. not all it's not all uh, <laughs> sunshines and rainbows in Patreon land. So if you're thinking about pledging and, and you say, hey, fuck, I want to give back to those guys. They're good ass dudes. Well, now's your chance. We appreciate it. Very much so. And you get the benefit of having an awesome Patreon name. Oh, yeah. Benefit. <laughs> benefit. And, and of course, a Brando Alter or Proxy. Uh, we, we get lots of proxy requests now. Which I appreciate. Yeah. I like doing those. I got the latest batch of those in the mail a couple of days ago. So if you've pledged over the last little while, asked for one, they're on your way. Okay, good. Specifically, somebody asked for a Plarg. Plark? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I did it. And then I forgot that there was another side. Oh, no. To Plark. So I was like, oh, fuck, damn it. So well, I had to crumple it up and throw it away because I signed the back of them. And so now I can't put the other side of the card on it. So I had to like do another oh, one. Oh, I was going to say, you should have just left it. And then we ever, if we, I remember that, I remember the request come in. And uh, if we ever met him at a Magic Fest or something, you could do the other side of it. Oh. Well, too late now. You get the double sided altar. And I'm very proud of it. That's two. I'm very proud That's of this two one. altars. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see well, how they how they feel about it. Very excellent. And you know what? If you don't want those, of course, we've got CCO stickers. You can deface public property, put them in a urinal, a little target in the urinal. You know. Oh yeah. You could put them on church pews. Yeah. You could, I don't know, put them on your deck boxes. I guess that too. That's what size they are for. Yeah. Technically, but uh, anyways, Patreon.com. We got new ones. We got new. This is this is an increase. This is Josh Braun increased pledge. Braun, Braun Strowman joke. I feel I like. I think yeah. Or maybe Marcus Strowman joke. Former Blue Jays pitcher. If not, it's definitely a Braun Strowman joke. Now that guy. Well, I don't know if he's Braun Strowman anymore because he's. He's not with the E. He's not with the E. He's. That is he sucks. With, I liked him. Is he with AE Dub now? I don't even know if he moved over or not. I forget. Probably. In, anybody would take him. Yeah, I'd, I'd hire him. I'd, I'd hire him to work him. on CC. He'd just stand back there. And you'd only see the tip of his beard kind of yes. poking down into the camera. That'd <laughs> yes, be awesome. Yes, yes, yes. hear him laughing at all of our jokes. That's what we'd pay him for. Oh, yeah. Braun, just laugh at our jokes. That's what laugh we want. Laugh at our jokes. And if people... Do, we'd get him to do the subscribe. Oh, shit. Subscribe. <laughs> I'll come and find you. <laughs> okay. Patrons. Patrons. First one. First one. Another Callum. This is Callum Stonehouse. I feel like... This is our third Callum. It is our third Callum. This is third Callum. This is Canada Callum, I think. No, there's two Canada this is, Callums. This is Callum that emails you to play games all the time. Yep. We played yesterday. Oh. Me and Von Doom and Callum and then uh, Doomfrog got in there. Instead of coming over to my house for a beer when it's like 900 degrees. Well, they asked first. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so we played some good games there. We got totally owned by Von Doom game one oh. and then totally owned by Doomfrog game two it's it is it is what it is it is what it is (laughs) you can't win them all i guess callum stonehouse he needs a name Hmm. Mm, yeah i busted that one on you you didn't have no time to prepare let's go callum son son not son like daniel son from karate kid but son like the number three in japanese (laughs) oh yeah i guess like what the hell Son, is that three? Is Ichi, that real life? Ichi ni san shi go roke nich tach. Callum san. Yeah. Meaning oh. Callum three. 
also in French, when you say sans something, that means, means no or without. So no more Callums. He, well, <laughs> yeah, no, well he, you can still be a Callum and join, but this is Callum without. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, welcome. Welcome, Callum 3 without. <laughs> Next one. Danny Hio. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's Hi-Yo. Exactly phonetically how it's spelled. Danny Hey-Yo. Like Razor Ramon. Oh, I was just going to say. Hey-Yo. Hey, throws a toothpick at you, takes one out from behind his ear, puts it back in. Yeah. Oh, Sticks man. that one in somebody's head, takes a toothpick out from behind his other ear. <laughs> Danny Hey-Yo. Danny Ramon. Ooh, I like that too. <laughs> Razor Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Razor Ramon sells the stunner the best, hey? Yeah, that yeah. was just a that was just a thing on on the Discord. What's a stunner? What the fuck? Now that I've learned that on the Discord I can also ban people, it's not just <laughs> FU Evan. Whoa. What's a stunner? Those are, What's those a get stunner? You kicked out of the nation. That will get you <laughs> shipped across the river, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe so a shit creek little popsicle stick, I'll tell you that. Yeah, or a toothpick. <laughs> Danny Heil. Razor Danny, Danny Ramon, Danny Hayo, hey, Danny Toothpick, Danny Toothpick. Danny Toothpick, there it is. <laughs> yeah. We got there. Yep, Danny Toothpick, welcome to the nation. Big thank you. And F you. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Final one. James Group. <laughs> like a group of what? I don't know. Like a grouper, like a fish? Like a groupie. Yeah, he's our groupie. <laughs> and I like grouper the fish better. I don't know who grouper the fish is. No, it's not a cartoon. It's like a type of fish. It's a grouper. Oh. It's like a fish with a great big fucking mouth. Maybe oh. we can get editor Joe to put one on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. Which you fucking should be. You could <laughs> see what a grouper is. Yes, Danny Gurd. No, what's his name? James Grouper. <laughs> James Grouper. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it looks like, but I'm sure In that. parentheses, like the fish. Or brackets, like the fish. James Grouper. Like the fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Big thanks to all the patrons, everybody in the nation, everybody in the Discord. That's probably the most real and tangible benefit is you can yeah. actually be in there and look at spoilers and 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 interact with people in the nation. Yeah. Lots of fun. Best community online for Magic the Gathering. Bunch of sevens. Yeah. 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 If if seven is the new ten, which apparently it is <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea for the next CCO t-shirt too, uh, FYI. Ooh, that, uh, I hope it's just a big seven. Just a, Well, you're not that far off. Excellent. <laughs> so stay tuned. That's one of the things we've got coming up. Last piece of business is, is the giveaway that we're oh, yeah. doing across our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube comments. I've been giving entries on the entry sh- spreadsheet to people who bid on the Facebook altar auctions. Every Thursday on our Facebook page. Yes. Just all ways to interact with us. And you're going to want to follow our pages, follow the CCO and, and CCO Brando Twitters, because we're going to have some announcements coming up soon that you're going to need to hear about in addition to seeing them on YouTube and listening to them on the show. They're super excited. Very excited. I would like to tell you all about them now, but Ryan would hit me. I would just cut it out of the video. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd leave it in the audio and Joe would just be like, you fucking guys. You guys are fucking idiots. And then he'd have to resync the audio twice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's uh, we like Joe. That's a, he's a good dude. He's fine. He's a good ass dude. He's like a seven, just like everybody else. Another seven in the nation. Yeah, that's it. So, 
Forgotten Realms. Should we talk some cards? Should, or should we talk some Forgotten Realms? Like, what is the Forgotten Realms? Should we... Well, give us, a, give us like a... Give us, in less than two minutes, the synopsis and why the characters that we're talking about, to, how our set review is going to be unique because we're actually going into some of what you know about the characters featured on Magic Cards. Okay, I'll hit you real quick. So Forgotten Realms is, at least in my understanding, in my estimation, if anybody's ever played Dungeons & Dragons, you played Dungeons & Dragons, and it was a set of rules and towns and things that you made up, and it was this imaginary world that you populated yourself yep. and then went out into and explored. The Forgotten Realms was one of the first examples of them populating the world for you. There was towns and lore and gods and ready-made bosses and dungeons and things that you could go into with a bunch of named people and NPCs yeah. that had very fleshed-out story arcs. And NPC all sorts being non-player character. Correct. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. lots of people in the gaming culture knew that, but if you didn't... Now, now you, you learned yeah. a thing today. So that's the Forgotten Realms. It's also my second favorite of all-time fantasy setting after Dark Sun, which we might get later, we might not. Was that another D&D thing? It sure was. Okay, so Forgotten Realms is the world or group of places that you can just go into with a D&D character yep. and just play around in that world. It's like going to fucking Canada. Yeah, you can go in <laughs> you can go into it, you can go fucking under it because there's a subterranean section to it. There's oh. it's got everything and it's been made it's been written about since the 70s, like the late 70s it's been around. So there's deep ass lore it's been thrown up in the air and cut up like a fucking pizza on Ninja Turtles 1 when Leonardo cut up the pizza with his swords. Oh yeah. Cuz Domino's Pizza delivers unsliced pizza back in the in the 90s, I guess. Oh. But uh anyway, the point is, it's the world that you probably played Dungeons and Dragons in, even if you didn't know it, if you started playing mid to late 90s, probably. Yeah, like you it was, buy, it's very prolific. You it? buy the D&D uh, starter guide or whatever. Yeah. That's in the Forgotten Realms? Not always. Oh. But once you get into making your own stuff, at least in my experience, people that I've met, most people will set their first campaign in the Forgotten Realms just by accident because they knew about one of the characters and so yeah. they look it up and they want to be in this town in this area. And That's... even if it's not in Faerun, on Toril, in Dale Reckoning, 1485, it's still in Waterdeep, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter. Those are video game franchises that oh, yeah. lots of people know. It's 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 what's available, so it's what people who get into it just happenstance come upon in a game store. Exactly. It's the gateway drug of oh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah. It's like Pokemon is the gateway drug to magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And collecting things. Ooh, and spending money. <laughs> oh. So we've got thirty eight named 38. characters. Some of which you know and yeah. and can loosely tie abilities on cards to characters in novels or or campaign books or yeah, both. I've, I've actually it's gonna make me sound like a huge nerd as if people didn't know that. I actually one of the things Dude, we, I really we got like, a, we got a podcast about Magic the Gathering on the uh, internet. That's true. One of the things I really <laughs> like doing is I collected campaign settings for a long time, oh, yeah. and I would just I just read them. Because I'm really interested in that stuff. The world building and all that stuff has always really interested me. So I, I know some of these guys from that. I've read the books about some of them. Some of them I've tertiarily played the games, so I know them. And, uh, spoiler, the dragons, I did just look up who they are. Because I, I only knew three of them. And then I didn't know who the other two were. So now I do. 
let us know in the comments when Magic Fests kick up because, you know, fuck sleeping for five days. Yeah, baby. Do we just do a Brando DM game? You just want to, like, run a game for members of the nation at, like, CCO Penthouse? (laughs) (laughs) You're putting a lot of... I can do it. I can do it. But... Well, let us know. We'll that's not going to be for goes. a while. Yeah, still. You got some prep time. <laughs> so uh, th- that's the that's the synopsis. We're yep. in Forgotten Realms. We've got characters from books and campaigns. And are the abilities, to your knowledge, based on like any discernible anything from the characters in the books? Or are they kind of just like abilities that they just had like in the back drawer that they stuck on cards? Yes. Oh. Yeah, some of them fit very well. Some <laughs> of them, I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> some of them are total. Just what the fuck are you doing? There's a couple of them that are like that. There's a couple that are great, but they could have done a little better. There are some that are really good, and there are some that are just I don't know why you even picked this character. Or mm. in some cases, why in the hell did they make up new characters? Did they? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh. Well, let's uh, let's jump in. We've got the first one I think is a banger, and the first one actually introduces dungeons, which we are going to talk about today because we've got legendaries that reference venturing into dungeons. Okay. Should we get to it? Let's do it. Okay. Our first guy, Acerac the Arklich. And this is our first, in my estimation, missed opportunity. Also, remember everything that we said not two minutes ago about the, what the Forgotten Realms is? Blow all that out the water because Acerac is from Greyhawk. What? Yeah, Greyhawk is another setting. It's defunct now. I don't think it exists anymore. Maybe they retconned it to be Forgotten Realms? But he's from... You know, this guy's an actual planeswalker. This guy has been to the Dragonlance setting. He's been everywhere. This guy is an actual planeswalker that isn't a planeswalker. Major <laughs> missed opportunity. They made a god that isn't a planeswalker a planeswalker, and then they made a planeswalker that is a planeswalker a, a, a creature. Oh, and yeah, they, they did take things that aren't planeswalkers in Forgotten Realms proper and made it a magic planeswalker just so they could have planeswalkers in the set. Yeah. Miss? And I think that's a bit of a miss. The card itself actually really does... This guy's mentioned lots of places. He's like the the boss of the campaigns where it's like who builds these ridiculous dungeons full of monsters and traps and then puts a treasure at the bottom of them who does that this is the guy that does it oh this guy's whole gimmick was he would take an, an, a powerful artifact from some world take it to a different one build this elaborate death trap of a dungeon put the treasure at the end of it and then just watch while people went into the dungeon and fucking died trying to get it and then he'd steal their souls and become more powerful oh that's why he'd do it yeah to steal souls yeah that's why he that so when people are thinking oh, well why do people do that 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 now you know well give him a read because he's actually good has good types good mana cost good ability give him a read Asterisk the Archlich is a 5-5 five, five for black 2 what zombie wizard oh baby what I'm is listening. happening when he comes into play, if you haven't completed Tomb of Annihilation, the dungeon, you have to return him to his owner's hand and venture into the dungeon. Oh. Okay. Next paragraph. Whenever it attacks, for each opponent, you get a 2-2 black zombie creature token unless that player sacrifices a creature. When he attacks, you get a 2-2 unless they sacrifice. Uh-huh. Ah. Oh. Why couldn't that have been an ETB ability? <laughs> oh, because you can infinite bounce this guy. It's so fucking good. Yes. Okay. Couple things. Venture into the dungeon. Tomb of Annihilation. 
Lots going on. Yeah. Okay, so three dungeons. First of all, since we're covering dungeons, you asked me, is three dungeons enough? I say no. I agreed. I said 10 dungeons is too much. I agreed with that as well. I say five dungeons? Six? Five. I think, let me just hit you with this. Okay. Seven. Ooh. I think seven might be the perfect number. Seven. Seven you is the went, new ten. You, you went... <laughs> Right, you you went. You took the over. You took the over. I think that seven would give you enough, and then you can have like five dungeons in your dungeon pile or whatever. Yes, gives you if there's a couple you don't want, you get rid of them or. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think every deck wants every dungeon, but yeah, seven would be good. Maybe you pick four or five. A dungeon is a new kind of card type. It doesn't count as a sideboard card, but it's not in the game. Yeah, we'll get into that. At another point, yeah. Well, let's just do it now because this guy references dungeons and he says venture into, which means move into a dungeon, like the first room, or move to the next room of your choice as per the arrows on the dungeon. He references Tomb of Annihilation. If you haven't completed that, you have to bounce them. Mm-hmm. But and and venture into a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what if we venture into Lost Mine of Thandelver? Okay. Okay. And, and we scry one. Mm-hmm. He bounces, uh-huh. and we go and scry one. Okay. We play him again. We create a treasure token uh-huh. and bounce him. Uh-huh. Play him again. Uh-huh. Each opponent loses one life. We gain one life. Bounce him again. Uh-huh. Play him again. Draw a card. That's completing the dungeon. Bounce him again. We still haven't completed a Tomb of Annihilation. Uh-huh. What if we play him in the 99 with Aluren, and you can just cast him for free at instant speed, a million times. What if you played him in the command zone with Aluren? And, well, I guess you can't because Aluren's, Aluren's green. green. It's also $100. Ah, uh, yes. Damn. Yeah, Legacy and Commander. Yeah, I really wanted one because I only have a French one. Mm. And I wanted an English one so that I could remember what it did. You, all players can play three drop creatures at instant speed for free. Sick. Enchantment, green, green two. Sick. From Tempest, I think. Yeah. And you just infinite bounce him and scry your whole deck. Who cares? Because your opponent dies. Because you're going to draw your whole deck if your opponent has more than like 80 life or however many cards you have in your deck. This combo is limited by the number of cards you have in your deck. And that's if you want to do that that, uh, dungeon. You can gain a life, scry one, create a treasure token, so infinite mana, scry two, create a Skeleton creature token, scry three, and then draw three cards. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dungeon of the Mad Mage also <laughs> draws your whole deck. <laughs> yes. Yes. The point is you can infinite bounce this guy. I'm sure there's lots of ways. Even in b- big, big black mana package. Yeah. Make 30 mana, like with your Urborg Cabal, Stronghold, Cabal Coffers, Lake of the Dead. There's just, there's an infinite mana combo in there somewhere. And play, just, them, play yeah. Pay them 10 times. And you just strap a rocket to the dungeon and... Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk about that as we go along as well. Yeah, I wanted to spend some time on that because I love combos. I love combos with new cards like the dungeons. So let's uh, let's continue on. We got another black guy. We got an... And this one, I think, is going to be big for people who are into D&D and magic in general from the early days. This is Asmodeus the Archfiend. Ooh. Now, why do I say people are going to be interested in this guy? Do you remember way back in the day when Dungeons and Dragons first started and there was the whole satanic panic oh, yeah. thing and it was like, oh, it's indoctrinating children into the worship of the devil. It happened know. to magic too, didn't right. it? Yeah. And it happened to magic where they had to take all references to demons and devils and pentagrams and hell and all that stuff and, and ripped it all out of the game. Yes. 
Asmodeus the Archfiend is literally the devil. If this was Adventures in the Bible, Asmodeus would be Lucifer. Asmodeus <laughs> is literally the devil. He is the king of hell. He is the devil. He is a 6-6 six, six for 6 and he makes a return in this set. Like that's a milestone. I mean, yes, we've had lots of demons and devils before. Creature type? Devil god. This is the devil. We have the devil on a magic card. And I think that's that's a big step forward from where we we previously were, especially in the Dungeons and Dragons set. That's where cool. It was blamed for the whole satanic panic of the of the back in the day. I love the devils and demons and stuff in here. They're a little bit different than in Magic. Devils are the mischievous little little guys, and demons are the big baddies. And in D and D, devils all... are the big baddies, and and demons are also big and are they oh yeah well i like how they have red skin and like horns but they take relative people form tieflings oh oh yeah like we could oh we're we not could, gonna let's we're g- give this guy a read six six for six devil god which is a little bit of an oxymoron or ironic creature typing yeah. that's fine he's got binding contract this is an ability word think of it like flavor text evan says in the discord that's if you haven't that's exactly what it is i i, I thought it it felt um a little bit unsetty. He goes, uh, well, not everything different is unsetty, Ryan. I'm like, well, no, I fucking know that. Don't be a dick. And he goes, no, it's more like flavor text. These are like the names of spells and stuff that you can use or turn of phrases when you play D&D. A binding contract is something. Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's yeah. read. If you would draw a card, exile the top card of your library face down instead. Ooh. Sounds a little bit necropotency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ability. Black, black, black. Hmm, sounds a little necropotency. necropotency. <laughs> yeah. Draw seven cards. <laughs> but they all get exiled. Sure. Yeah, well, okay. whatever. Black. Return all cards exiled with Amodius to their owner's hand, and you lose that much life. Sounds pretty necropotency. <laughs> yeah, sounds like I'm just going to pay like 30 mana into it. Yeah. Yeah, and draw 30 and lose 30. Don't care. You know why? Because fucking ad nauseum. You lose more than one life per card with ad nauseum, <laughs> and it's one of the best goddamn cards in Magic. Yeah. This this guy, sure, costs more mana, but you can control how much it costs, and you can control how much life you lose, and or you can just swing for fucking six, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just be like, oh, I'll just ad nauseum myself for thirty, and you lose. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe one of those cards is an exsanguinate or whatever, and you gain all your life back. Ooh, baby. Oh, baby. Let's move on. This guy's very cool. I like it. I, you know I'm always listening when there's black and the card draw and life loss. Yeah. So I like him. Next up, we have Burrowin of Clan Under. Under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bury this guy under the dirt. He's not very good. No, he's not. I actually have no idea who this is. Well, he's a 3-3 three, three for 4, black, white, 2, dwarf, cleric. So those are relevant creature types now, even though Party didn't make a comeback yep. like everybody on the planet thought it was going to. Including us, we'll be honest. Yep. Enters the battlefield. You venture into a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Okay. You V in the D. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And when, it at- when he attacks, you return up to one target creature with mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield if you've completed a dungeon. So as long as you're not rocket blasting through a dungeon, this is going to take a long time to get a little creature back. And white and black don't have extra combat cards, I think, at all. Uh, So you can't, like, get two cards back in the same turn to maybe combo from your graveyard. This, I think we're going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's a shitty Sun Titan moving along. Yeah. Probably in there because he's a named character in a book or something. And this is maybe another 
Orzov Aristocrats style deck. Yeah. Okay. We're going to move on to what I think is the second biggest disservice to a character and another kind of miss on Wizards' part. And we're going to talk about why it's a miss on Wizards' part in two weeks when we do the Commander deck review. Because I have thoughts, (laughs) but we're going to keep this one up. Bruner Battlehammer is a 5-3 for white, red, 2 each creature you control gets plus two plus zero oh for each equipment attached to it. You may pay zero rather than pay the first equip cost of equipped things you equip each turn. It's a Boros equip attack on one of the main, right? One of the main characters in a huge, huge thirty-plus year saga in the Forgotten Realms, and he's a shitty Boros attacky attack commander. Uh huh. I'm uh, not a fan. I feel like this would have been a very good opportunity to do something unique. This would have been a really cool opportunity, maybe to create a lots of named characters dwarf tribal commander deck. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. Is tell me this: Is this character or like is this magic card at least indicative of the character? No. Well, he does he have an axe, and does he like, oh, do axy stuff? It looks like him. Oh, okay. It, it looks like him, and he is a smith. He does forge weapons. But okay, well, he that does, makes sense. You see him do that one time in the first book he shows up in, and he never does it again. Oh. He's the king of dwarves in Faerun. He runs the ancient homeland Oh, how come he's not dwarves? a t- tribal dwarf leader then? Exactly. Maybe we're gonna get a like a like a Thorin Oakenshield one when we go to Lord of the Rings land. Maybe. Nah, probably not though, because that was like at a different period in time. Ah, the, fuck. The That's po- too bad. The point is, it was a big missed opportunity here. D- Bruner is a very big time. He also has two wives. Oh. Their names are their names are Fist and Fury. That's he's awesome. Oh, that sounds like '90s. <laughs> he is the most <laughs> CCO of the characters in the Forgotten Realms as well, because that shield that he's holding there dunked into the furnace of Gondolgrim so he can reach in behind it and produce beer. Oh, He has yes. a magic shield that makes infinite beer. I do like him. That's awesome. I like that guy. That is awesome. That is cool. Next up, we have Bruner's adopted daughter, Caddy Bree of Mithril Hall. Oh, that sounds like a wrestler name, Caddy Bree, doesn't it? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that this card's very good, but I'll read it anyways. This is 2-2. Two, two, First Strike, Human Archer for Green, White. First Strike Reach, which is kind of Archer-ish. Yep, that's, that is Archer. She has Archer. Yes. When she attacks, put a plus one counter on her for each equipment. At- oh, no. Whenever Caddy Bree attacks, put a plus one counter on it for each equipment attached to it. Oh, I, I did read that right. Yeah. Okay, so she gets bigger because of equipment, and she kind of coincides with her adopted Dad, sure, yeah. You know they're different colors. That's fine. And then you can pay one, remove all plus ones from Caddy Breed, deals X damage to attacking or blocking creature and opponent controls where X is the number of counties you removed. So you got to remove them all yep. to kill something, which is like, okay, she shoots all her arrows at once. Yep. Uh, but it's just to creatures, attacking, blocking creatures. Yeah. It, again, it's not very good. It doesn't. I'm not going to say it does a disservice to Caddy Bree because she's one of the most OP characters you've ever read about in your entire life. She's like uh-huh. a wizard, cleric, druid, god-fearing, like god-favored pyromancer that can not die when she falls into a volcano. Like she's, she can do all the things. Uh-huh. But uh, and knowing that, the card isn't really 
that good. indicative of how powerful <laughs> she is. In her most basic form, she has a er- uh, really powerful lightning bolt shooting bow and arrow that has infinite arrows. So you can kind of see that there ah, how a come, little bit. How come, how come not three color? How come not lightning bolt arrow? Yeah. Re- remove three plus ones and fucking lightning bolt something? That'd be cool. I guess that is what it is. Kind of. I guess so. I don't know. It's, okay. a, it's a lot of work for not a lot of payoff. We'll move on to Delina Wild Mage. She's in the comics. Oh. Uh, some Baldur's Gate-themed comic books. That's where she kind of comes from, if that's of, of note. I'm excited for this one to play her in Nora and the Wary. Well, you got you to read her before you talk to her. you got to read. And you gotta read. I'll tell you what she does. She's a 3-2 elf shaman for red 3. Whenever she attacks, choose target creature you control and roll a d20. That's a 20-sided dice for those of you who are not in the know of all the terminology. If the result is 1 to 14, you create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of that creature, except it's not legendary and it gets exiled at the end of combat. Sure. If you get 15 to 20, you create one of those tokens and do it again. So you roll another dice to make maybe another token. That's right. And if you need to get another 15 or 20, do it again. 20, do it again, do it again, do it again. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Here, here's the thing. Here's the only thing I want to say about this because you put it in your deck that's going to attack. You put it in the deck that cares about tokens and creatures entering the battlefield, sacrifice outlets for those creatures, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to roll a spin down. Fuck. Okay? Yeah. The- I'm going to throw it onto the table and it's going to flip over and bounce on a hard surface because it's made out of plastic. It's going to flip over and bounce like 800 times before it hits the ground and stops moving. Yeah. That's, a, that's random enough. Trust me, everybody. Yeah. If I if I just drop it down like ding, and I try to like roll it from a nineteen to a twenty, yeah, that's cheating regardless of how what kind of dice you yeah, roll. You can do that with a regular D twenty yeah. as well. Moving on. This is let me let me try and say it. Okay. Drizzt Dwarden. Close. Did I get there? Drizzt Dwarden. Drizzt Dwarden. Yeah. Sure. One of the most beloved characters in modern day fantasy literature. There's lots of people who aren't a fan. I happen to be a fan. Oh. But uh, one of the longest running characters of all time created as a sidekick to a character that didn't even get a card in the set. Pew pew. <laughs> immediately took over, became this cult, not cultural phenomenon, but like a fantasy mainstay staple. A phenomenon within the culture. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Give him a read. He, I'll, I'll let you read this one. I'll let you. 3-3 three, three Elf Ranger for White Green 3 Double Strike. When it comes into play, you create a Guinevere, a legendary 4-1 green cat creature token with Trample. Whenever a creature dies, if it had power greater than Drizzt power, you put a number of plus ones on Drizzt equal to the difference. So that is Death Evolve, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. If it's Except better, because if you have like a, I don't know, a 10-10 die, all of a sudden your Drizzt is a 10-10 with double strike. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. actually good. So you just put big-ass creatures. You play Drizzt with a Phyrexian Juggernaut. No, what was it? Phyrexian Juggernaut? The 12-12 for one. Dreadnought. 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 Phyrexian Dreadnought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Phyrexian Dreadnought or Phyrexian Soul Gorger. Yeah. Or anything big that like... Is just going to die immediately, or you're not going to pay the cumulative upkeep on, and then Drizzt's going to get big, and then you can probably one-shot somebody as long as his power is 11 or greater. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. This represents the first big miss for me in the set. Oh, shit. The art, and I, I don't remember what any of the other arts or showcase arts look like for him, but this art doesn't show him very well. He's at a, a little bit of a... 
awkward positioning to be that far away from the camera or from the viewer. And he's got this big cat behind him that kind of makes it so you can't see the shape of him very good. And I understand like he's got white hair or whatever, and he's on a white background. And maybe that's, I don't know why the artist did that, but maybe you put him on a dark background and you make it a little bit closer up to him so you can see him better. Like I have, I take issue with this piece of art because it just doesn't show him very good. I agree. Yeah. I do. I, I do agree. And, and they probably had to show a bad guy in the art description. They probably had to show a cat in the art description. Yeah. They got to show him. He's got two swords. He's got a green cape. They got to show all the things. Yeah. Right? But you I, actually hit on lots of the things. That he, has a, he has a forest green cloak. He has two scimitars. He has a giant panther named Guinevere. Yeah. I, I think it's a miss. Art-wise. Art-wise. I think, wise. I think I the think, card is cool. I think the card actually, lots of people, that's not what Drizzt would do. Blah, blah. Totally is. Drizzt is a, a character that evolved over time by overcoming obstacles that were way too big for him to surmount. Yeah. And I think that that is illustrated really well on the card. Drizzt kills a big, mean, scary creature. He becomes stronger. Oh, right? there it, it is. Okay. And I think that is cool. And double strike is his two swords, yeah. which is obviously a thing. And Guinevere's Gu is... Guinevere's his cat. Yeah. There he I, is. I think it's cool. Okay. Let's move on. Ebon Death Dracolich. Now, I missed this one because I thought that it was a different dragon. I thought that this was the dragon lich that Artemis and Shuri and Jarlaxle, also who didn't get fucking cards in this set. <laughs> not going to let it spoil my excitement, though. This was the dragon Dracolich that they killed. We got to read it. We got to read it before you talk about it. Why can't I tell him who the character is before I tell him what the card does? Mother ass. It makes perfect sense. So does reading it. Oh, <laughs> he's a 5-2 flash flying black black 2. Ebon Death enters the battlefield tapped. You can cast it from your graveyard if a creature not named Ebon Death Dracolich died this turn. Oh. You sacrifice it and then something else and then you... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's great. I don't. I don't either. And this is, It's a mythic. Yeah. He's not the character I thought he was and he's fine. I think this might see play in like standard or something. Yeah, I, and that's why it's a mythic. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, and you know what cards that you, like a five-two flyer with flash would be very good and limited if you could play it from your graveyard. Block my guy dies. Play my Draco Lich again. Hit you for five. If they've got a removal spell late game, well, well. Block next turn. Play my Draco Lich again. Yeah. Hit you for five. That's like really good and limited. Yeah. That's probably why it's a mythic. You can't just have one of those running around at Uncommon. Yeah. <laughs> you can get like four of them in a, in a fucking draft deck. <laughs> Maybe not four, but you know what I mean. Everybody knows what I mean. Move for on. Let's Variety move on. Devil's Chosen. Yes. This is another uh, a D20 roller. This is a, a tiefling, you call it? A tiefling is a merging of the a devil from the abyss and a human. Oh, and their kids are tieflings. Oh, I don't, I don't want to know how that happens, but it's probably on the 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 portion of the website that I don't go to very often. Devils are significantly less metaphysical in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. They're just they're like there's one, but you can't see it. You just go to the abyss and you there they are. There's a bunch of them. They're, oh, they're all oh. over the place. Oh, yeah, kind of like, kind of like going to Disneyland or something. Exactly. Like, look at those kids. There's kids everywhere. 
except they're devils. devils. Yeah. Oh, well, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same thing when they're hungry. <laughs> okay, this is a 3-3 Tiefling Warlock Red Blue 2. Dark One's Own Luck is its ability word. Cool. I like it. Sure. Whenever you roll one or more dice, what's his name? Far Faride? Faride? Sure. Faride Devil's Chosen gains flying and menace until end of turn. Which one's menace? Blocked by two or more creatures. Thank you. So right off the bat, fine. Neat. P- play your dice rolling cards. Yeah. Play your fucking uncards. If if any of those results is 10 or higher, you draw a card. Cool. So if you're playing the, the D6 rolling cards from like unsets, you'll never <laughs> draw cards off this guy. <laughs> you got to play the D20 cards. Which is fine because there's actually a bunch of them in the there's set. There's a bunch of D20 cards. And in the commander decks, there's a bunch of D12 cards. So is there? Yep. Oh, I didn't see those yet. I haven't reviewed all of the commander products yet. There's some neat stuff. Okay, some, cool. Some cool shit. Cool. We're going to be talking about that in the, in the next couple weeks. This guy's fine. He's a merger of a devil and a, and a human. And he's he's the... Like is it gets the coin flipping, they also get the dice rolling commandy. Yeah. Sure. It's fine. Moving on, we have our first made up character. Really? Yeah, all of the face cards, as near as I could figure, all made up. Really? Which, no. The one thing about this set that actually bugged me is the commander deck face cards are just made up. Like, they didn't have anybody better. They didn't have anybody that they made lackluster cards of that they could have made face cards for these decks. Huh. Just as blatant fan service to people like me, instead of doing that, they just made up their own bullshit. Well, this is... Galia, Kindler of Hope. I hope she's good. <laughs> and she she kind of is. She's an elf knight, 4-4, four, four, for Bant and 1. Cool. Okay. Vig. Vigilante. Okay. You can look at the top card of your library anytime. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to appreciate that I ability. I love that ability. Yes. Yeah. You may cast aura and equipment spells from the top of your library when you cast your first equipment spell this way, only this way from the top of your library... It gains auto-equip. Pretty good. Neat. Pretty good. And now all of a sudden we've got Bant equipments. Probably what this will end up being is... Bant Chantress. Go into Bant Chantress and let you play the auras that, that allow your lands to tap for more mana. Mm-hmm. Or the the Umbras or the unquestioned authorities like your like Enchanted Creature gains pro all creatures. Yeah. You'll play those from the top of your library. And, and it, maybe you'll have a... This just allows yeah. you to sort of future sight for auras in, in your Bant Chantress decks, which are very popular decks. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. We have Grazilax, Illithid Scholar. Grazilax. Gra- gravel la- Gravel ass. Gravel ass. Got there. Got him. That's his CCO nickname. Did it. Gravel ass. You give him a read. He is a... 3-2 horror should have been abomination for blue blue one whenever a creature you control becomes blocked you may return it to its owner's hand whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player draw a card Ooh, so etb effects like mall drifters and what have yous right get blocked bounce them they'll bounce this will resolve before combat damage is dealt right so they don't die and then you can take advantage of etbs mm-hmm. and then you Draw cards if you uh, if you hit. Is this a commander though? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that this goes like in in. 
I feel like this would go good in my Orvar deck. A deck that just wants to attack with mirrors and merfolks and and draw cards. Draw and cards because it's blue. A little yeah. bit little bit underwhelming. This almost feels like just a regular rare. Yeah. Or like this could have been like uh, another coastal piracy kind of variant. Yeah. That just yeah, protects yeah. your guys instead of like draws you extra cards. Yeah. It could have been an enchantment. Yeah. yeah. Drawing the card is a cool mind flayer flavor thing. They, they Is that a thing? Is that what that guy is? It's an yeah, it's a mind flayer or illithid. They have those little octopus shaped heads, and what he's doing there is he's gonna wrap his tentacles around that guy's head and they're gonna go up his fucking nose and, and suck his brain out. Suck his brain out. Oh. One time Harkle Harpel beat one by replacing his wherever your poop is made in your body and his brain, he like replaced them so when the illithid went to eat him, he ate his shit. Oh. Instead of his brain, and his brain was in his ass. I know that, Brain ass. that sounds crazy, <laughs> but the fact is... I have so many questions. I read a fantasy story in which a wizard made an octopus-headed wizard eat his shit. And that is so... I'm so happy I get to say that. <laughs> Next up, we have Gretchen Titchwillow. Gretchen. Oh, man. So many gull dang funny names. <laughs> Titchwillow? I don't know. That sounds dirty. This is just Thrasius 2.0, isn't it? Infinite mana, draw your whole deck, play every land in your fucking library. I'm going to coin it. We're going to coin it right now. Commander Cookout. We have coined many keywords. Snake. Yes. That's the other one. There was another one that we that we did. Vampire. Ar Archer. <laughs> we just made that we one made up. made up Archer just a second ago. This is Simic. Simic is a keyword that says pay some amount of mana or do anything. Draw a card, play a land. Yes. Because this is so ubiquitous. Fuck that this card exists. Let's move on to Hama. Hama, Pasher, Ruin Seeker. I one thing about Gretchen. No, no, I got this. We've I got already played. We've already talked about this card nine or ten times over other iterations. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something different though. And this is strictly because I don't know. Shock me. Creator of the format, Sheldon Menery. His wife's name is Gretchen. Do you think this is an homage to him or her? Is Gretchen a named character that you know? No. I wonder. It could be. I, I might ask him. Moving on. Moving along. <laughs> Hama Pasha Ruin Seeker. This is Panharmona Dungeon. Dungeon Har Harmonicon. Yes. Dungeon Marnonamonicon. Attached to a 2-3 human wizard for white blue one. Yes. Dungeon abilities trigger twice. So scry one, scry one. Or draw card, draw card. Make treasure a treasure. Token, treasure token. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mo moving along. Is that is that okay in those colors? Are those dungeon colors? I think I think Maybe. all I think all colors got dungeon cards in the set proper. I think so too. Okay. I think it's good. There's lots of I think there's lots of white stuff that does. Lots of knights and things that venture yeah, into Yeah, those those would be the kinds of people that venture into dungeons. This feels mm -hmm. like it would go in the dungeon deck and and not be the commander of the dungeon deck though. Agreed. In the 99 you could find it with like your fucking whatever tutor. Yeah. Double dungeon. Double D. <laughs> Fuck yeah. There okay. we go. That's some we, CCO shit. We got some dragons. We do. First one up is the, the one that I know from the books. Yes. Icing Death, Frost Tyrant, named... What's its name? I used to know its real name. It's Long Dragon name, but whatever. I don't remember it anymore. The point is it's a Flying Vigilance 4-3, White White 2. When it dies, you create an Icing Death Frost Tongue, a legendary white equipment artifact token with equipped creature gets plus 2, plus 0, oh, and whenever equipped creature attacks, you... Taps, you frost something. You frost something, yeah. Which yeah. is usually a blue ability, but they're giving it to white in this case because white gets the frost dragon. 
Yes. Not what I expected. Well, white dragons breathe ice, and blue dragons breathe lightning. Oh, in, yes. In Dungeons and Dragons and Forgotten Realms. This is the dragon that Wolfgar, who didn't get a card, and Drizzt kill so that Wolfgar can become king of the barbarians in Icewind Dale and unite the tribes so they can fight off a Carcassel's army of goblins. Whoa. Yeah. And then he, Drizzt, gets the Icing Death sword. He finds the sword in the What the is horde. the sword? Is it like his... It's his... Dink? Is it his finger? Is it his tongue? No, it's just the sword. The sword is named Icing Death after the dragon. Oh. And he finds the sword in the, the treasure, in the, the hoard. That's it's the like, word it's like a magic sword that's in the dragon's hoard. Yes. Also a Limp Bizkit rhyme. Yes. Okay. 100% should have given Pro Red instead oh. of the Frost Breath, but that's just me. You got to do something. When you have a frost thing, sword, you got a you got a frost stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well, do you think uh, of the card? Uh, I think that it's cool. I think all the dragons are cool. All let's do all the dragons. I think all the dragons are cool. I think this is the next kind of miss in the art. You just can't see that thing very good. And I get it. White dragon in an ice cave or in the fucking snow on a mountainside. Mm. It's like it's white, so you can't see it. Mm. In, That's how nature works. In this one, in the story, he was actually frozen to the floor when they found him in his cave. Oh. There was a like a waterfall that went in because he was right by the ocean. Hmm. And so the water had coated him and had frozen him to the floor. And that's why maybe he looks like that. And was just he okay? Well, not after they were, not after Wolfgang and Drizzt were through with him. He had a fucking stalactite sticking out of his back. Could he, could he get out of the ice? He tried hard. He said, I'm going to steal all your treasure. And the dragon was like, fuck, no, you're not. And then he popped up and then dropped a big rock on his head and he died. Oh, like he did bust out of the ice? Well, he does bust out of the oh, ice. Okay, kind of in good. the climactic moments of the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like uh, Smaug busts out of that gold on the Hobbit movie too? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. How about Inferno of the Star Mounts? The 6-6 six, six for 6, my favorite mana cost, Red Red 4, can't be countered. Flying Haste. Oh, Oh, Get baby. This. Red. Inferno of the Star Mounts gets plus one, plus oh until end of turn. So fire breathing. Okay, hold on a sec. 6-6, six, six, flying, hasting, can't be countered, fire breathing dragon. Fucking cool already. Great piece of art. Bat ripped up batty wings with yeah. hooky claws on them. Fucking breathing neck fire. Okay, continue, sir. When its power becomes 20 this way, it deals 20 damage to something. That card has the word 20 on it. Yes, it does. I just like the word 20. I do too. I like the word 20 when I have like a f um, Furnace of Wrath, when it doubles oh, damage. Yeah. Because then it would de deal double damage to 40. Yeah. I, like 40. That's a good number. I like dealing 40 to something like Brash. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> oh, man. Yeah, at that point, it's just it's just CCO shenanigans, semantics, right? Yeah. Dealing 40 to a Brash Taunter when I could just deal it to your face. But <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Maybe they're at 41. Hey, maybe. Maybe you got to deal 80 to them. That's double right. it. Yeah, double <laughs> it. This goes in every every red deck we've ever built that deals damage to stuff. Yes. <laughs> this one so goes every in red it. deck. Um, Quick lore note. He is just the red dragon. He's like, the, that's it. He doesn't really appear in any story. He's just this big, scary red dragon that has a bunch of hordes in the mountains. Yeah, he, he doesn't. It. He doesn't really have a name on a card. Hey, he's the he's the dragon in I, Dungeons and Dragons. Basically. That's fine. I yeah. as, I assume that there's dragons. Yeah, that they're just like kind of not everywhere, but they're they're cool. They're places that have dragons, and yeah. that's that's him. Next one. Imrith Desert Doom. Desert Doom. I thought it said Desert Storm, 
but I don't think that they would put that on a magic card. Yeah, probably not. So it's Desert Doom. Okay, this is 5-5 five, five, Flying Dragon, Blue Blue 3, has Ward 4 as long as it's untapped. So if he's just flying around looking for his next meal, you can't target him. Right. Well, you unless you pay four extra. Yeah. Okay. When what Im Imrith. Imrith? When Imrith deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Okay. Then if you have fewer than three cards in your hand, draw cards equal to the difference. Neat. Ooh. Yeah. So if I got zero cards in hand, I draw a card and then I draw two more cards. Is it a commander? <sighs> I don't know. I don't think it is. You know what? When I had a five-color dragon deck, I always thought, oh, I'm playing all the mana ramp in the world, and dragons are so powerful. But you get to, like, turn seven, eight, nine, and it's like, well, all my dragons are out. What am I going to do now? I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to attack. Somebody wraths. One gets exiled. No cards in hand. Maybe this guy goes in the 99, and yeah. he's just another named dragon instead of, like, X Hellkite. You know what I mean? I'm into that. Yeah. I like it. So this is fine. And he's a 5-5 flyer for 5, so that does put him on like the lower end of the dragon mana curve, right right after your ramp spells, which I think is where you want to start filling your hand up at that point in the game. I think it's a she. Oh, yeah? I think that Imrith is a she. I remember her, actually. She lives in the Anorak Desert, and I think she's dead in the lore now, but I don't... That's as far as I got with her. Oh. I do remember her, though. The blue dragons of the Anorak Desert. It's a whole thing. Man, dragons are cool. Like those those Icing Death, Inferno, and Imrith uh, all have different body shapes and types and different looking wings and necks and stuff. Oh, yeah. They're, They're all cool. They took time to make sure that the feature creature of the game... The feature creature. ...were cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Moving on to Kalein Reclusive Painter. Now, this one... That's fucking me. <laughs> I know. And... I'm going to read what it does. Black Red for a 1-2 human elf bard. Uh-huh. Enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. Sure. Other creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on them for each mana of from treasure spent to cast them. Neat. That's a cool card. That is actually cool. Now, let me tell you what Kaylin actually does. Sure. She's a, an insane artist who has a magic canvas she can paint directly onto the weave, which is where magic comes from. Ooh. So she paints monsters, and then her paintings come to life. Oh. Right? Like, there was some, there's something cool they could have done with that. Yee. She has nothing to do with treasures other than the fact that she's a rich person in Waterdeep. Like, well, that has something. There's something there. And but, treasures are a, a sub-theme of this set, right? True. But is that the thing that you take away from that story I just told you? No, probably not. Magic canvas is. Magic canvas painting monsters is magic, com- and she's painting a displacer beast in this picture, like which I don't think we got, did we? I think we did. Did we? I think we did get a displacer beast. Is that the thing from? Is that the thing from Stranger Things? No, no, no. not at all. It's a six-legged panther with these big tentacles that come off its back that can kind of teleport around. Oh, yeah, Ooh, that sounds. They're, not, they're really cool. Not very nice. Underdark baby. Everything's down there's crazy. For reference, in black, red, and or colorless, including dungeons dungeons that we just got in addition to what's 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 her name Kalane. Ka, Kalane. there's 64 treasure referencing cards in her colors that's enough so i think that that's plenty enough especially considering that a couple of them are dungeons and one of them fucking dockside extortionist one of the <laughs> very best cards in the format yeah. and another one and you're right in red and black the sacrificing colors the colors that you could do aristocrats in mm-hmm. um one of them is uh, Pitiless Plunderer. 
Good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so there's there's all kinds of revel in riches. Yeah. If you're going to do the, the pitiless plunderer thing, you might as well revel in riches as well. Right. So I think that that's a cool deck. It is the treasure deck. And uh, I don't know what you do. Maybe you use your treasures to make a whole ton of mana. Or do you do like aristocrats because they're all in black and there are some in red, like the uh, hissing iguanar and and diva. The uh, no, what's her name? The scourge diva. Uh, y- yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. So maybe that's a thing. Next up, we have Karazakar, the Eye Tyrant. Wow, the Eye Tyrant. Why couldn't these be beholder eyes? Eye beholders. Come or on, just, or just eyes? Just give us the Eye Tribal. Or are they gonna? rat eyes to be beholders? No, I don't know. Because all beholders have eyes, but not all eyes are beholders. That's yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's a fallacy. Correct. So this is Rakdos and three. Red, black, three, five, five. Beholder. Whenever you attack a player, tap target creature that player controls and goad it. That means it has to attack on their next attack step, but it can't attack you unless you're the only opponent left. Also, whenever an opponent attacks another one of your opponents, you and that attacking player each draw a card and lose a life. Ooh. That's neat. This is like, this is group slug, but it's a little bit of politics. It's a little bit of goady. I bet you we're going to see a lot of like threatened and steely effects. And it's like, sure, that's cool. You guys, it's like opposite. It's like opposite Edric. Kind of, yeah. They can't attack me back, but we're all still going to draw cards as long as you don't fucking attack me. <sighs> so whenever whenever you attack a player, I attack my three opponents with three creatures. Goad one of their guys and tap it. So like the next player has got my other two opponents with tapped creatures and everybody's drawn card. Like, and then him and I both draw a card. That's cool. This that's a cool card. This card is going to change the way that magic games are played. I think that this one could definitely be its own commander too. I think you build a deck around this guy, that'd be really cool. Oh, 100%, yeah. That'd be neat. This would be this would probably be the first one that I say, "Hey, I'm going to build this." Neat. Yeah, just it's just like interesting. That. I like the art. It uh it's it's kind of the first one that speaks to me. I know I said that I like that Black Devil guy. That uh, that that draws the seven cards, right? But this one is kind of interesting. I've never really built a deck that does this before. Cool. So hey, the next one not very good. I'm I'm sure this is going to be one that we just read and move on. Yeah, <laughs> Cradle of Baldur's Gate is a one three for blue black. When it deals combat damage to a player, that player loses a life and mills a card. Then you gain a life and scry one. Whenever you attack, you can pay two. If you do, target creature can't be blocked this turn. Ugh. That's it. Let's move on. Marginal. To Lorcan Warlock Collector. This is such a cool card. The 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 art with those red wings and his red skin, and he's got like just the classic looking fucking demon sword. Six six for seven. Flying devil. Whenever a creature card is put into an opponent's graveyard from any ass where? Anywhere. 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 Mill him, kill him, doesn't matter. You may pay life equal to its mana value, sure. If you do, put that card onto the battlefield under your control. It's a warlock in addition to its other types. If a warlock you control dies, exile it instead. Cool. So I'm just going to kill your guy. I'll just play all the black removal. Kill your guy. I get it. Yeah. Play some life gain in there so that you don't uh, nuke yourself. Yes. You could play Phyrexian process and then in, or ingest and process. 
because it's from anywhere. So you could ingest their stupid card, and then you could process it back into their graveyard, and then pay some life and get it. Yeah. What? That's right. I'm using old shitty mechanics that don't even make sense. I'm thinking of repossess and Phyrexian processor. You got to think of the, the keywords from new Phyrexia or whatever. Oh. Remember, like, you'd ingest their top card by removing it from the game, and they had other ones that could process things, which is, like, take cards that they own from out of the game and put it in their graveyard, and then they... Oh, those are Eldrazi's. Yeah. Eldrazi's do that. What did I say? Uh, Phyrexian something. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry. The, the Eldrazi processors, yeah, they take a card from Exile and put it into their graveyard. Yeah, you're right, yeah. So you can see which one you want to pick. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be one that, that is on the battlefield. Now, that's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. Yeah, that is cool. I like that guy. Cool art, too. I hate this fucking next guy. He can just, just shut up. He can eat all the ass. He's a character from the Baldur's Gate video games, I think. I think that's where he's from. I never seen him in the one Baldur's Gate video game that I played. Huh. I don't remember which one it was, though. <laughs> but me and my brother played it when he was little. <laughs> <laughs> Minsk beloved Minsk? I don't know. I'm going to minx garlic? Do I wear him around my neck like a mink scarf? I don't know. Whatever. Beloved Ranger, he's a 3-3 for red, white, green. Green. Enters the battlefield, you create Boo, a legendary 1-1 red hamster creature token with trample and haste. X, until end of turn, turret creature you control has base power and toughness X and becomes a giant in addition to its other type. Activate only as a sorcery. Here's the thing. Boo. I don't care. I don't know and I don't care. If you like it, it's great. Hamster. I don't know, and I don't care. It's just, uh, it's too cutesy. It feels a little unsetty. Yeah. And just because it's different doesn't mean I think it's unsetty. I just don't like the cutesy stuff. Second issue I take, he's got that pompous fucking look on his face that they do in magic cards sometimes. Like he's ironically holding this hamster cocking his head to the side like he's smarter than I am. And I just don't like it. Third issue I take with this card. <laughs> it references the giant creature type in, yes, okay, the the white and red giant colors. Sure. But also blue and red is giant colors. And that's just what they shoved down our throat with call time. Yeah. Why is there green in here? Because he's a ranger and rangers have to be green. Why was this not blue? Why was this not blue, red, white? Is it because we already have... A different Jeskai commander? To my knowledge, we fucking don't. I don't think we do. Don't. So, I just... This one, not for me. Yeah. Pass. Nadir's selfless paladin. Or Nadar. You want to talk about races that don't make sense. Dragon can. That's when people have sex with dragons and then have kids. Ooh. Yeah, I assume the dragon turns itself into a person. We're going to get to that in the next card after this one. Oh, it can, it can do that? Oh, yeah, they can do anything. Dragons oh. are very magical. Okay, well, Nadar, Selfless Paladin, White, 2, Dragon Knight, 3-3, three, three, Vigilance, enters a battlefield, venture into, or attacks, venture into a dungeon, V into a D. There you go. Okay, cool, which is the opposite of how things normally work. Yep. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one, as long as you've completed a dungeon. Any dungeon, any point in the game, doesn't matter if he saw you complete it or not. He just knows that there has been one completed. I'm into it. I like that. I think that's a cool card. I, I, I'm not going to build it, but I think he's cool. I like how venturing into a dungeon is like affordable. It's like two or three mana. Yeah. I think that that's appropriate based on you get other effect on cards that say venture into a dungeon. And 
or or you get repeatable venture into a dungeon for like three mana on an artifact, and you get the the benefit of the dungeon, which I think is good. Neat. Moving on, we forgot to do this dragon when we did the dragons. <laughs> but this one is different than all the other dragons because I have personal first-hand experience with this one oh, because yeah. she showed up in a campaign I played. Oh. 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 Old Knobbone, which is not her real name. It's The real name is on there. I'm not even going to try it. You may try it, right? Nope. Okay. Old Knobbone is a 7-7 for green, green, 5 with flying. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, create that many treasure tokens. Oh, baby. Attack you with my 10-10, make 10 mana, cast another 10-10. Yeah. Yes. Now, this is actually a really cool card in that this Old Knobbone was a dragon who's super old and wanted to be rich because she kind of saw how human like mobsters and gangsters and crime lords amassed all this treasure by just extorting people and didn't have to like burn down cities and shit. It was too much work. Oh. So she turned herself into She's a very, human. She's pr- very progressive. So she turned herself into <laughs> a human and started her own like crime syndicate. Oh, never and, mind. <laughs> and started like getting money that way because she was already like a dragon with this massive horde. Why couldn't she then, just become like an entrepreneur or like... Because she's a bad dragon. Oh. Chromatic dragons are bad. Metallic dragons are typically good. Although in oh. this set, the metallic dragons that show up are all shitty. But I, I can't I can't not hear old knob. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, old, now nobody old, can unhear it. Old knob own. <laughs> old, uh. old knob one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this one one more just little personal shout out. The Horde of Old Knobbone is where my character, Navarro Shakar, found his magic sword, Beast. Ooh. And uh, that carried me all the way to the end game of the of my campaign that I played with him. So neat. Thank you, Old Knobbone. I'm glad that this one made an made a appearance. I got this one. I got this one. Do you think that they wanted to put that dragon's name on the card, but they shot themselves in the foot with Asmore from the previous set? Yes. And they're like, we can't put long names that nobody can pronounce on two sets in a row. People will think we're a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet you they said it just like that, too. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's just call it fucking old knob. I I had this other name stuck in the back of my head. Fucking knob. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's continue on to Orcus, Prince of Undeath. Very cool name. Pretty cool art. This is a 5-3 demon, black, red, 2 X, flying, trample, ETBs, choose one. Either all creatures get minus X until end of turn and you lose X life, so that's kind of like a, a Toxic Deluge. Yeah. Or kind of like Killing Wave, right? Or, or or the Black Zenith, Black Sun Zenith. Sure. Yeah, sure. Or return X, target creature with total mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. They gain haste until end of turn. That's cool. It sounds cool. But I don't think that it's very good. Oh, it's not good. It's oh, cool okay. though. It's cool. You get X up to X target creatures. So if they all cost like lots of or no mana, you can only get like five of them. If you go like X equals five, then Man. this guy costs like eight, and you get five little guys back. Man. Or you get like total mana value is like five. Five. Uh. So you have five guys with a total of five. Mana, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, it's just not that good for eight casting costs in your commandy. And remember, command tax needs to get paid before X does. So if this guy dies once... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's good. I think he's cool, though. Yes. I think they really really swung hard with him. They went for something just really neat, 
and they ended up with a cool card that isn't necessarily a good card. I think that this guy goes in the 99 of decks that want to reanimate in the Rakdos colors. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. There'll, there'll be a home for him. Okay. Let's talk about the next guy because he's close, but no cigar, I think. Close, uh, but no fiddle. Oswald Fiddlebender is yeah. a 2-2 two, two for white one gnome artificer, has magical tinkering, which yeah. is white tap, sack an artifact, search your library for an artifact card with mana value equal to one plus the sacked artifact's mana value, put it into play, then shuffle your library, activate only as a sorcery. So that's birthing pod for artifacts? Yes. You can only activate as a sorcery, which is okay. So if you could untap them, you could chain a little bit yeah this guy has some cool like building requirements where you want various uh, magical tinkering chains i almost called them pod chains but (laughs) magical tinkering chains tinker chains tinker chains yeah for for toolbox like maybe you want an artifact for like control like maybe a winter orb some stacks pieces at like one two three four then you want maybe some equipment at one two three four maybe some protection like like boots boots at two and then maybe like a shroud giving equipment or or indestructible equipment at three right or maybe you want some all the way up to fucking 13 12 13 blight steel 12 i never even thought about using this to fetch my stacks pieces this is going right into stacks traxa yeah and i'm going to turn my mana rocks into stacks pieces yeah late game you're just like oh i don't need this soul ring anymore because i got nine or ten lands on the battlefield turn my uh my thing into like a winter orb or, winter orb or a dampening sphere or something. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I like him. Yeah, he's see, neat. It's, it's good. It it allows you to do continuous tutoring, right? Yeah. Which and, is neat uh, and white. And I I think that you could definitely cash him up too. You could find crazy equipments and all kinds of neat stuff. Crazy equipments. The only thing only as a sorcery. So if you're under your own winter orb, you can't sacrifice it and search something new up before the start of your turn. Yeah. And you untap before you're like before yeah. you do anything and you'd be locked under your own winter orb. So you'd still need ways to tap your winter orb or bounce it or something. Yeah. But uh this guy, yeah, he's continuous tutor. First one costs you three sacrifice and artifact. I think that that's fine. Prosper Tomebound. Yeah, this guy, this guy's cool. This guy's got uh, he's got two of those ability words, right? This is a yeah. one four tiefling warlock. Yeah, we talked about tieflings were. Yeah. Red, black, two. And he's got Death Touch, and he's got Mystic Arcanum. At the beginning of your end step, exile the top card of your library until the end of your next turn. You may cast that. You may play that card. Neat. Right. So end of turn is when it triggers, which is cool. And then you can play it all the way to the end of your next turn. So if it's a land, you can use it as a lander up on the following turn. If it's an instant, you can play it whenever you want. Then he's got Pact Boon. Pact Boob. <laughs> pack boob yeah pack boob whenever you play a card from exile create a treasure and cool. that, that's that's land from exile too and i think that this provides a different option than um anya falconrath the de facto madness commander and everybody just assumes you're going to madness rip through your whole deck to get like world gorge or dragon combo right this is the new same colors just switch the commander madness commander because you can draw to exile with his first ability but when you cast something for its madness cost and you just put a whole bunch of like mass discard effects into the deck you cast it from exile so you can create a treasure token mass discard effect again 
you discard your thing with madness, you can cast it again with that treasure. So you can still sort of do the same thing oh, over neat. and over, but it's not as broken as uh, Anya Falconrath. Cool. Yeah, madness you cast from from exile because you discard it to exile, then you can pl play it for its madness cost before putting it into your graveyard. Wow. Yeah, neat, neat little rules and rules thing there, eh? Do you like that guy? Yeah. Okay. I do, I do now. I didn't really before. Now I kind of do. He does graveyard butt stuff. He does discard butt stuff. He does exile butt stuff. He loves butt stuff. He does all the stuff. We don't uh, kink shame here in the nation. No. Next up, we not. have our next 100% made up commander in Sephiris of the Hidden Ways. <laughs> I want people in the comments to let you know if they are or not truly made up. You think? Come at me, bro. Come at me, bro, in the comments. Give her a read. Give them a read. Zephyrus of the Hidden Ways is a 2-3 human wizard for white, blue, black. Whenever one or more creature cards are put into a graveyard from anywhere, venture into the dungeon. This ability triggers only once each turn. Fuck. Next up, you have Create Undead. Whenever you complete a dungeon, return target creature card from your graveyard to play. Whenever you complete a dungeon. Oh, so you could just, like, infinite sacrifice your grave crawler and just rip through dungeons, and but you can't. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. Dang it. They yeah. knew. They, they knew. knew. They yeah. fucking knew. <laughs> yeah. So, geez, if you're going to do the dungeon deck, just do mono black with that first creature we talked about. And uh, rip through dungeons like it's your daddy. Like it's your like it's your whole job. <laughs> Let's move on to Seshra Death's Whisper, named after an inn. Huh? I don't know if the character is a character, but there is an inn in the Forgotten Realms called Shesra's. I remember. I don't know. I don't even know why I remember that. I don't know why I know that, but that is a thing that I know. Ah, fuck. You, I don't know. Yeah. She's a human elf warlock. One three for black green two. Bewitching whispers. When she enters the battlefield, turret creature blocks this turn of fable. Sure. At the end of your, at the beginning of your end step, if a creature died this turn, you can pay two life if you do draw a card. That's whispers of the grave. Uh, sure. Ah, uh, yeah, I. This is an uncommon one, and so far, on oh. all of the uncommon ones, we've been like, ugh. Yeah, they're kind of fine. This will go into the deck where it's like, oh, I want to like sacrifice things and draw cards and stuff, right? Like that's where this will go. Yeah. Continuing on, we have Storvald, Frost Giant, Yarl. Yeah, you know, now this one's banned. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the Jeskai Giant that we so desperately need as a commander. We need the Jeskai Giant. Yeah. That being said, this guy's got a lot of weird numbers. This is Bant and four. So seven mana, Giant, seven, seven, Ward three. Whew. Okay. Other creatures you control have Ward three. Cool. Yes. Okay. Now, whenever... What's his name? Storvald? Storvald. Storvald enters the battlefield or attacks... Choose one or both. Oh. Enters the battlefield or attacks. Choose one or both. Fucking both. Anytime I can do anything with this guy, that's that's the Simic portion of him. Uh -huh. I can do anything. Okay, so yes. choose one or both. Target creature has base power and toughness 7-7. Seven, seven. Oh. <laughs> okay. Target creature has base power and toughness 1-1. One, one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this guy... He, you can like blink them, blink them, blink them, blink them, blink them, make all your guys seven sevens, or blink them, blink them, blink them, blink them, make all my opponents guys seven sevens when they're attacking, not me, <laughs> or blink them, blink them, blink them, blink them, make all my opponents one ones when they are attacking me, or fucking both. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 
Very cool. He's very neat. A thing I know about him, he moved all of the giants of the spine of the world up to the Sea of Moving Ice, and they live in like this castle out there, and he likes to drive around on this great big giant boat and hunt whales. That's a thing that I know about him. Okay. Yep. He was from a game uh, and one of the novels, I believe. Does he do anything that involves being around things that that are big giant he's ro- a, rocks? He's a, he's a giant. He's like a giant king. Do, does he live in a cave, maybe in yep. a mountain? Yep. What the fuck? Not a forest. A mountain? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely lives in the in a mountain. Now he lives like in a glacier, which is just a mountain of ice that floats on the ocean. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, we have Targnar Demonfang Knoll. What the hell? <sighs> okay. Red green. 2-2. Two, two. Pack tactics. Not fantastic. Whenever Pack Gnar Demonfang Knoll attacks, if you attack with creatures with total power 6 or greater this combat, attacking creatures get plus 1, plus 0 until end of turn, and he has red green 2, double his power and toughness until end of turn. So... You become immense him, <laughs> or you colossal hammer him, <laughs> and then you double his power. Yes. And then he just kills you. Yes. Cool. Neat. Sure. Sure. Uh, flavor miss for me, this one. Oh, and he gives himself plus one if he's attacking and his power is greater than six just by himself. Yes. And so then you double it, so he gets plus two, plus oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's the here's the thing. Targnar was like a minion of somebody else. I forget who the somebody else was. But he had this special power as the I forget the title that he had as well, where he could take little bits of destroyed humans, like he'd kill people and he'd take bits of their skin Ew. and he could put them onto hyenas and stuff to make more gnolls. Oh. What is a gnoll? A gnoll is like a seven foot hyena man. Oh, kind of like what he is. Yeah, that's look at him. He that's a knoll. He kind of looks like the the Mister Hyde card that we got in original Innistrad, like uh, yeah, sort of civilized scholar, and then like uh, something brute on the yeah. other side, right? Yeah. Kind of looks like that. That's what that art reminds me yeah. of, which I, I think is cool. It's fine. This was my opportunity for an actual good hyena card. Didn't get it. So that's a little bit of a miss for me. I actually think we'll see this card because people like big power numbers. Yeah. And this guy has a double right on his on his face. And it's a two-drop commander that's going to allow for early game beats. If you can, like, on turn three, swing for six damage, which you probably could, and then they're all going to get plus one, plus one. Maybe that's an extra three damage. You can probably beat pretty fast with this deck, and I would like to see what people come up with. I think that it's a just a cool card because it is s- probably a very aggressive deck. Think of become immense. Think of yeah. like that's that's the that's the delve one, yeah. and then there's like infect ones at pump. There's like green and red both have plus fours and plus five power spells. This guy's got double. He's got plus. He's two drop. Like this is a cool deck. Can can I read the next one? Yeah, let me read the name. Let me see if I got the name. Okay. The Tarask. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's way, right. way easier than I thought. Yeah, that's exactly. So the Tarask is an 11-11 for 10, green, 10. green, green, green. 10, 10. 7. 10-10. <laughs> it has, when it is played from your hand, destroys any permanent. It's indestructible, and it has Annihilator 4. Wait, you're not reading the card. 
No, I'm just telling you what that card fucking should have done. Oh. Because this Tarask is a joke. Oh. The card I, <laughs> I just read was it. fucking Ulamog is what I just read. This thing is Dungeons and Dragons Eldrazi. Oh, I see what you did. This lives at the center of the world. It comes up and it like wreaks havoc and goes down for another hundred years or something, right? Yeah, it shows up, fucks everybody up, and leaves. This is the kind of thing where you're at the end of a Dungeons and Dragons life cycle of characters. Your characters are so strong that they can just slap the shit out of gods and stuff. So you fight the Tarasque. The oh. Tarasque swallows cities. One of its attacks is if it hits you, you just die. <laughs> If you hit it with magic, you get hit with the magic instead. To kill it, you have to do all of its hit points worth of damage to it in one turn or it immediately regenerates. And if you do too much damage to it without killing it, it will teleport to somewhere else on the earth. Wow. And in here, it doesn't even have fucking trample. Yeah, I feel like trample was the miss. Ugh. Because the card itself is like a 10-10 for 9. Ward 10, as long as it was cast... And that's forever, not just the turn it was cast. Yeah. When it attacks, it fights defending player's creature. Sure. And it probably kills it, right? Well, yeah, it's a 10 10. It's a 10 10. It'll probably get you there. Why no trample? Why no trampski? Yeah. Why isn't this more epic? I want I want this to be like like Ho Daddy says, just at the very bottom, trample. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well let's move on to something that that is a little bit more epic. I don't feel like this card was a miss. I think that this is a hit so much so and so indelible or endearing to the D D crowd that this might actually unseat the de facto dragon commanders in five color dragons being Ur Dragon and Scion of Ur Dragon. Oh well you mean you mean Tiamat? I do. I think that this might unseat. We might see this be without a doubt top five five color commanders all time on EDHRECAM. It's a seven seven for Wooberg and two flying when it enters the battlefield if you cast it. Search your library for up to five dragon cards not named Tiamat that each have different names. Reveal them and put them into your hand. You have to cast it. So you can't blink it and just search all the dragons. you got to cast it. Right. Which is fine, but it costs seven Yeah, of all different Woobergs. And when I say top five, here's the list. Here's the current list. Okay. Golos. Of course. Not going to unseat Golos. No. He's fucking 2,500 decks in front of literally everybody else. Yeah. Kenrith Return King. Sisse, Weatherlight Captain. That's because it's legendary tribal and yeah. character tribal and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ur-Dragon. There we go. Which this one might get close. And then Morophon, Morophon, which is everything tribal. Right. And then number six is Najila, and that's just because CEDH and combo potential. Right. I think that this Tiamat might go as high as Najila. I think it could too. I, th I think this is a cool-ass card, man. It's not game-breaking, it's not unbelievably broken, but it is, I think, a card that really does exemplify what Dragon Tribal is in a casual sense. When you when you land a Tiamat, it's like, oh, fuck. Right? Remember I talked about card draw and dragons when we were looking at the blue dragon? You yeah. land your commander, your, your, your draw any dragon you want commander. Fuck. That's what they're going to say. Yeah. Right? And you already got your value by the time it hits the table. And then you still have a 7-7 seven, seven flyer. Yeah. Just because, because fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the Ur-Dragon's good, but it does cost more, and it does draw cards. But this one draws you any dragon you want. This one does you five cards. Yeah. Cool. Which is 
That's pretty a, cool. That's a cool one. I like that one a lot. Okay, let's move on. I'll get this next guy. This is Trellasara. Trellasara? Moon Dancer. Moon Dancer. This is, uh, this is green, white, 2-2, two, two, elf cleric. Whenever you gain life, any instance of life gain, put a plus one counter on Trellasara, Moon Dancer, and Scry 1. This is... Karlov of the Ghost Council, but in Selesnya. This is, instead of Uncle Carl, this is like Auntie Sara. I like that. Yeah, Auntie like Sara. Instead of remove six to exile a permanent, like Uncle Carl, this right. is... Let's cry one. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually a really cool character, too. Here's a little character thing about her. There was a group of drow. If you don't know what drow are, just look them up. They're neat. Are they the dark elves? They're the dark elves. Got there. That lived on the surface, which is very weird at the time. And during the sun, I think it was the sun during one of the big catastrophes between editions of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. They blew up. <laughs> it's like the mending where yeah. they made planeswalkers into cards. Exactly. Yeah, okay. They, they blew up where the Telesara and her drow people lived. And so she went to Waterdeep and asked if she could grow a new sanctuary for them in the city. And so now they... And they were like, okay, sure. So now they live in this like little forest with a wall around it in the northern quarters of Waterdeep. Oh. And she's got like all of her little drow people and they worship a different god that isn't Lolf. She she then, is a progressive as well? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Very neat. I think that it's cool that they included her just because mostly the drow are portrayed as like the villains, except for Drizzt because he's the big hero guy. No. But they're usually the villains of the piece or if not the villains, some kind of antagonist. And this offshoot of them kind of were not I so got it's a, neat to see that I got, a qu- that I got a question hit me question do all these characters exist at the same time no or these are just like a mishmash of everything that they thought was good for the set they're mishmashed and taken from different times in their existence but I don't I think that they're all kind of from modern era like 5e or 5th edition Dungeons uh, and Dragons I think okay I haven't like Tarask has been around forever Tiamat's been around forever but some of them have just kind of appeared yes okay there. well this is this next guy is Varus Silver Moon Ranger uh, okay Human Elf Rogue 3-3 three, three, Reach Ward 1 Green Green 1 whenever you cast a creature or Planeswalker spell venture into the D this ability only triggers once. Shit. That sucks. Yes, god damn it. I want to blast sucks. through dungeons by going infinite. Okay. Whenever you complete a dungeon, you create a 2-2 green wolf creature. This guy sucks. I'm gonna this guy should have been an uncommon and he sucks. This guy should have been an uncommon. He's a 3-3 ward one for three. Like that's a good card. He sucks. That's a fine card. Yeah, not really for our format, I think. No, it's not for us. That card sucks. The next guy. Definitely oh, for our format. This guy is cool. Give him a read. Volo, Guide to Monsters, is a 3-2, blue-green 2. Whenever you cast a creature spell that doesn't share a creature type with a creature card you control or a creature in your graveyard, copy that spell. And it becomes a token of that creature. Yeah. So that's it's nothing tribal. Not yeah. not everything tribal. It's like not Morphine. tribal tribal. Not tribal, tribal. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see the decks that this guy comes out with because it's gonna it's gonna prove two things. There's gonna be two things that are going to be proven beyond a doubt because of Volo. One of them is gonna be that Magic Creator EDH players super creative. Yes. The second thing is we're going to get a perfect list of what the best of the best creatures are. 
what all of the best creatures yeah. are because it's going to be like okay both of these are elementals or both of these yeah. are humans or both of these are elves what's which the best? one is better because i can only have one what's the best elf in green and blue what's the best elemental in green and blue we're going to learn all that you shit. know what else we might see like that what is the best bounce spells what are the best graveyard getter backers and or instant speed getter backers like uh reclaim and uh, the phyrexian one noxious revival yeah uh, yeah of course noxious revival is really good it puts a card from graveyard on top of library for free because when you cast a card let's say you have two elves like you've got a priest of titania and you've got a i don't know another elf like a bloom tender whatever you cast them both or you cast one of them and the other one's in your graveyard and you're like oh fuck uh, Noxious Revival, the one on top of my library, so Volo can't see it. Yeah. We're going to get that kind of self-manipulation tricks. Neat. Just so he can be a hipster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so he can be a hipster-ass motherfucker. Here's a cool thing about Volo. Volo is the guy that, in, I don't know if it's canonical terms, but he's the one that writes the monster manuals. Oh. Like when you go out and buy a module of Dungeons and Dragons, like I would like to set a campaign in Kalimshan or in Cormier or on the Moonshea Isles or any of the other big areas. Sure. You're going to buy a book that has all of the information about it. Yes. And in the the fantasy world, Volo is the one that wrote that book. That book or the the I guess the monsters are included in that book. Yeah, like he he writes all the monster manuals and all the stuff like if you were venturing around in the Dungeons and Dragons world and you found like a monstrous compendium volume five, which is like a dungeon master book. Yeah. He's the one that wrote it. Air quotes. Like, oh, no. I, look, he's got a book and a beer and he's sitting in a bar in front of the fireplace. He's probably just telling stories. Yeah. Fucking being like, cool. Volo was cool. <laughs> we, we, there was a couple of big like epic characters that kind of got missed getting cards. I'm glad Volo was the one that didn't. Cool. Read the next guy. Vrondis Rage of the Ancients, made up, is a 5-4, red-green-3, Enrage. I'm excited about Enrage. Yes, he's Rager. Whenever Vrondis Rage of Ancients is dealt damage, you may create a 5-4, red-and-green, dragon spirit creature token with when this creature deals damage, sacrifice it, and whenever you roll one or more dice, you may have Vrondis deal one damage to itself. Sure, you could make the dice rolling deck, which I'm sure there's some cards that could go in here. But you know what's better is like Pyrohemia, yeah, uh, Hurricane, not not Hurricane, uh, any of the like X damage spells, one damage, two damage to everything, just so you could make dragons. How come they don't have haste? I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't doesn't matter. Just play Omnath is the moral of that story. Uh, yeah, I feel like this is going to be a, a sort of a similar deck with more like control via pyroclasm and volcanic fallout and stuff. Yeah, it's going to be like a red green control deck with dragon finisher. It's a dra- which, it's which a, I think is cool. He's a dragon card, but this is a dinosaur commander. He's a dragon barbarian. Look at that. Yeah. He's half dragon. Yeah. Kind of cool. But he's gonna. I think he's going to be a dinosaur commander, and you'll play him with all your other enraged dinosaurs, with all the other stuff that enrages your dinosaurs. Oh, oh, I and, didn't even make that connection. Yeah, so that's that's probably where he's going to go. Well, he's got the color types for yeah. it, or he could go into the 99, and then you still have access to, like, white for yeah. dinosaur. He oh, could go in there. He, Him and the Tarask are going to go in uh, Dino Daryl's Zombo Stompo. 
<laughs> yeah, Dino Daryl, Dumble Zombo Emporium. Come on down. Fucking dig stompings and lip slaps half price on Tuesday. Yeah. Yes, yes that's right. Okay. Okay. All right, we're down to the wire here, Ryan. We got Xanathar Guild Kingpin. I don't like any of the names that are on this guy because they use the word guild, which is a little bit ravnica e Ravnikin, Ravnikian. Sure. And Kingpin is already on a goblin, and the only thing I think of is, like... The guy from Spider-Man? Oh, oh hell yeah. 19, Pin, 1930s gangsters or Cranko 2. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a read. He is a 5-6 beholder for blue-black 4. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent until end of turn. That player can't cast spells. You may look at the top card of their library anytime. You may play the top card of their library, and you may pl- spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast spells this way. So I know that they designed sets years in advance, but over the last 18 months, we've gotten a few play your opponent's things. Doesn't work in VEDH. And we're not quite out of VEDH yet. Yeah, We're just not. So this card, don't play it there. I don't like cards like that. The Gaunties, the Xanathars, the what have you's like that. Ah, uh, this is, people are touting it as a fixed send triplets where you're taking cards off the top of your opponent's libraries instead of out of their hands. So you're not actually denying them of any resources out of their hand. Sure. Right? Like you could just make big mana and send triplets, pick you, I play all the shit in your hand. You don't get to play magic. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. Right? This at least, it's like in decks that don't have like graveyard getter backers, this is essentially just a mill commander. Isn't it? I guess. I guess. A mill commander that plays efficient removal so it can still dispatch the things that you do play. Yeah. Ah, he's kind of ho hum, but let me let me let me bring it up. Let's, let's yes. bring it up to he, a positive he, on this guy. He's a, he's a main character. He's got his own book and everything, right? Look at this art, man. He's got rings on his eye stalks. He's got that like shit-eating grin. Like you know that that guy just did some shit. Like he, that guy just did some crime. You know he did. He spray painted a dick on a wall or something like that. No, guy is- he had guys do crime for him, and he's just reaping the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like an orgy going on in front of him. This guy's been around for a long time. He's one of the, again one of those ubiquitous characters, kind of like that first guy we talked about, whose name is totally eluding me, Aseric. As- sure. Where this guy just kind of shows up, and he's the eye. You know, like the the deep seedy underbelly black market. You got to go buy some stuff, but you you need some newt entrails. But who's gonna get it for you? Agents of the Eye will get it for you, and he's the Eye. He's like the kingpin of all the underground kind of crime that happens in the realms. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. I wish that they would just start naming guys like that with a Z, and then we could end on a high note like that because now we're going to talk about <laughs> Zalto Fire Giant Duke like literally one of the least interesting cards we're going to talk about today Fire Giant Douche is more like it yeah 7-3 Giant Barbarian Red Red 3 Trampski whenever Zalto Fire Giant Duke is dealt damage venture into a D so you just like ping them ping them ping them like one at a time just like just like the control yeah. pyroclasm and pyrohemia to deal one damage at a time. Maybe you'd put it like a worm scale skin armor equipment on him. Yeah. To give him plus zero plus six. You can just like. Something so he doesn't die immediately because virtually any creature in EDH is just going to one shot him. Yeah. Fucking just pound through dungeons with him. I don't know. You you could build a deck around him where you just pound through dungeons with like direct damage and stuff. You could do it. You could. He, I remember. 
from the stories, those two dogs in the picture with him, he has two hellhounds as pets. Why aren't those part of the card? Yeah, like, why didn't he come into play and make two, like, hound wolf elemental things or creatures? something? Yeah, yeah. Like, and that would have been really cool. You get, and he could have been like a 5 3, and then he makes two 3 twos or something. Like, you get a huge, just fucking power boost. That'd be sweet. That'd be cool. That'd but be cool. That's not what we got. But what, that is all of the legendary creatures. What do you think, Rob? I was just going to say, what do you think? I, I'm i a little bit polarized on some of them because some of them I really like. Some of the art I really like. Some of the art we discussed I really don't like. Yeah. So I am polarized and I have, I'm indifferent with regards to like, was it a flavor miss? Was it a story miss? Was it a color shift? R- right? Like, And I don't know what, what they did. I don't know what I don't know. Right. So I don't know if they did miss somebody else like Driz Dwarden where it's like, oh, why isn't that character in here? It's obvious that they should be. Yeah. So I don't know what I don't know. I just know that I'm polarized on some of them. Some of them you can do some pretty dirty things with that we didn't even go really deep enough on some of them to really know. We had 38 of them, Ryan. Ah, we yeah. talked about 40 possible decks in the last two hours, dude. Like, <laughs> it's what a do long you, what, show for us. Well, what do you think then? What do you think? I think that overall, these are some hits. I think that overall, there's going to be some neat decks that come out of this. There's going to be some spicy includes in decks that we're already playing, which we is are, exciting. We are definitely going to see some cool decks that like, like that Storvald Frost Giant. Yeah. That guy might be a stacks deck. A stacks deck that just blinks stacks pieces to get out from under them. Or bounces stacks pieces to get out from under them. And blinks himself to make all our opponent's creatures one once. Wow. Right, like that. That just might be a deck that Targnar might be an aggro deck where you just double in damages and berserks and yeah. I might, that's going to be cool stuff. There's going to be dungeon decks, which I think is very cool. Yep. We got a new dragon deck. We got all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. It's going to come out with this set, and I'm super pumped for that. On the downside, I am sad that they missed a few things and they made up characters for the commander decks. But we're going to talk about that in a couple of a couple of shows. I have thoughts, and I think that they're not just angry thoughts. Because I'm still really excited about this set, even though if it doesn't sound like I, I am. Because I still love this set. I love everything about it. I've already pre-ordered my commander decks and all the shit. Oh, you got all the commander oh, decks? Oh, yeah. I've been ready to go for fucking weeks. We're going to talk about those for sure. We're going to do some more reviews and, and kind of flavor includes for the set proper next yeah. week. Yeah, man. Make sure to not next week's top five and five, but the next one after that will be a a Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Top five and five, as per Brando. What else? Any other final business? Big thanks to FusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all of your AFR and what's the other one? AFC? AFC. AFC. Adventures in Forgotten Commander. Commander needs 5% off a CCO Fusion 5 promo code. If you buy packs, you can get them there. If you don't crack what you want from packs... You can get them there, and they'll ship anywhere. And if you're in Western Canada, they'll ship, like, same kind of day. Yeah, super fast. Super sweet. So thanks to them. Thanks to you for listening. Me and Ryan are going to get the hell out of here. We're going to drink some beer, enjoy the sun. We hope that you do the same, and we're going to be back next week to talk about the rest of the cards in the Adventures of the Forgotten Realms as we continue our campaign on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!